0: Hello and welcome to the Drunken Jaguar. This is Bentley Brown, and joining me via call is Ased Ahsan. We're happy to be back to talk a bit more off season activities. Uh, I guess first up on the agenda is Alex Smith. There's some news with Alex. Ah, f- it. I need to ask you how you're doing. <laughs> Let me start over. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Drunken Jaguar, a Big Cat Country SP Nation podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at DrunkenDraguar. This is Bentley Brown. I am joined via call by Ased Asan. Ased, how are you doing? Just enjoying the NHL and NBA playoffs
1: and waiting for football to come back. I've been kind of itching for it now. You know, it comes that time in summer where you're like, damn, like I miss football. It feels like it's been like two years and it's been a few months. You know, it's not preseason. The draft has passed and you're just kinda waiting. Just just waiting. Like you were just in Hawaii, man. You football's probably the last thing on your mind. How is Hawaii? Tell
0: us. It was good. It was good. I spent a lot of time in Honolulu. I actually just mostly like walked around. It was like the anti-Hawaii Hawaii trip. Like I went on frequent flyer miles on Southwest Airlines, Southwest, uh, visited a friend of mine doing his master's at the University of Hawaii and just like wound up unexpectedly like eating a lot of Japanese food. I guess that's what happens.
1: I mean, isn't their cuisine kind of half Japanese anyway, So. Isn't that how that works?
0: A lot of influences. Tons of influence. A lot of Pacific Island influence. I met people from uh, Papua New Guinea, from uh, Samoa. This country called Tonga I'd never heard of. (laughs) It was was educational. It was educational. Cool. Okay. I have two quick questions before we
1: jump in. First, what is the best thing you ate on your trip? Uh,
0: There's one dish called Loco Moco, which... It's like one of these everythings and like tons of starches. There's like a bed of rice that's already been like pork fried or something. Then on top of that, there's like a hamburger patty. And then next to it is with a lot of dishes. There's this macaroni salad Mm. and it's all topped with gravy. That's interesting. It sounds heavy. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. There's a lot of other stuff from like... Taro, like some of the you know, like the tar—is it taro root, whatever you can get, like taro? You can get like yeah. taro and your and your bubble tea and everything. Yeah, it's like
1: purple, correct? It's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. supposed to taste like a potato, like a sweet potato or something like that. Is that what it's supposed to resemble?
0: Yeah. So I definitely had like coconut coconut ice cream scooped on top of that. That was oof. Mm. Mm. It's choice, choice. Okay. What's your next question?
1: And my next question is: since you always run into a Jaguars fan and whatever state or country you're in did you see any jaguars gear did you run into a jaguars fan
0: yeah yeah so like my first day there i was out walking around like i said and there was this dude who was just just like chilling on the side of the road um like cooking up some barbecue in his yard and stuff with a big jaguars cap (laughs) And, and i was like what like jacksonville jaguars you're a jaguars fan and he's like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Mahalo, like that. And just like push. No, I'm just kidding. You know, I, oh, okay. I
1: was like, fans. there is no way that you met a Jaguars fan again. I, I just would not believe it. And then while you started telling the story, I was like, this sounds a lot like the England story. So this cannot be true.
0: Yeah, it's a good question, though. I, I usually do encounter Jaguars fans. I don't think I encountered any Jaguars fans this time <laughs> that I know of, that I know of. I mean, you know, there's a lot of closeted Jaguars fans out there. Let's be real.
1: That's true, but if if you're gonna see someone in some Jags gear, it's probably the season,
0: right? Yeah, that's true. The bandwagon has begun; it's taken off. I don't know if the bandwagon can cross the Pacific Ocean <laughs> though. It's kind of a it's kind of a hike. It's a ship. It's a band ship.
1: All right, let's jump in. You want to you want to talk about football, or you want to talk about Hawaii some more? Come on.
0: Let's talk about football. What do we got? Well, we've got the sort of reemergence of a story. It was announced. What was it about a month ago? Alex Smith. Said that he visited Jacksonville and got close to signing with the team. It was like his, it was the main option that, that would have kept him in the NFL. Um, and now, you, you just noticed this, a new, a new version of this story. Do you want to fill us in on what happened there? So, apparently,
1: Alex Smith was on Adam Schefter's podcast and said he was incredibly close to, you know, coming to play with the Jaguars, if anywhere. Like I told you before, though, I had no idea this was old news. Like, I, I guess I'm a terrible fan and a terrible, terrible podcaster because I had no idea
0: until you informed me. You're not a terrible fan. I said you're just busy with NHL and NBA playoffs right now. All right, fair enough.
1: I'll take that. That's a, that's a good uh, excuse right there.
0: But I do think, I mean, when you, when you mentioned the story today and you're like, Alex Smith, I'm like, oh, sh- I, I, I honestly thought I was going to Google and uh, search and find him signing with the team. Uh, there just seems to be so much energy around Urban Meyer today for people that have never played for him, but also for those who have. And I think that's pretty telling. You know, people say he's, what is he, kind of like a workaholic at the expense of his own health and he cares too much about winning and all this stuff. But hey, man, if I hated my ex-boss, I would not be seeking out a job with that person. And it's kind of cool to see people like Alex Smith, out of respect for Urban Meyer, visit this team and almost give it another shot in the NFL after coming back from such a gruesome injury. It kind of says a lot. and And a lot of... People are dismissing the Tebow deal kind of as like a political statement, you know, like, I don't, yeah, Tebow's coming back. I don't, I, but I don't care. I don't care. We're not going to talk about it. I've heard that so much in the last couple of weeks, but I think Tebow worth talking about. I think Tebow's also an example of someone seeking out a chance to play for Urban Meyer. The Jaguars, what was it, just two years ago, you know, if you don't play in Jacksonville, do you remember that was the message from the NFL Players Association just 2 years ago? Cuz if you go play in Jacksonville, you're subject to all kinds of illegal fines and psychological abuse. I think that era is over now. I mean, we're in a totally different era.
1: Yeah, no, you're you're 100% correct there. And it's kind of funny because you talk about, you know, winning matters for Urban Meyer, but you see with Bill Belichick, a lot of players don't want to go play with him, you know, off of another player's word or for whatever reason, because, you know, he's too strict, or whatever, but it doesn't seem that way with Urban Meyer, and now when you're talking about, like, no one wanted to come to the Jaguars, it's because a lot of the Jaguars players probably, you know, they're friends with other players around the league, they're like, man, you don't want to come here and play, what the hell, you don't want to do that at all, now, with Urban Meyer here, I mean, his former players, they're probably telling their buddies, like, yeah, man, this is a great place to play. Like, I've been with Urban Meyer and he's a great coach, and it makes guys want to come over.
0: And him, uh, him and Charlie Strong <laughs> appearing in the wrestling video and tossing footballs and, and a laptop <laughs> for that guy to beat this shit. Out. I don't, man, I don't even get wrestling, bro. I don't even get wrestling. But that was hilarious. I, I, like, I, like, I like seeing Urban Meyer participate in that wrestling video.
1: Uh, how did Shad Khan get him to do that?
0: I uh, do I don't know. Usually the, for those kind of things you kind of get like you get paid, right? Even if it's just a cameo. But this is in his home stadium kind of by what by like the, the family that owns all the activities going on there. It could just be a straight up like hey, if you've got free time this this evening, we'd love for you to <laughs> <laughs> love for you to take part in this uh yeah fight
1: (laughs) this fight yeah you were you're really not good with the wrestling stuff are you
0: no man no i i I hear it's like it's highly scripted and like they're not supposed to like actually hurt each other and i don't know and like they they also respond to the crowd or some shit i don't know i don't know i've heard a lot of of (laughs) have
1: you ever been to a um like a wwe event or one of these new leagues the aew or anything like that not even close really they're actually quite exciting nice it's like a play it's like going it's like going to a play i have a, I have another question for you um we talk about all these players urban meyer used to coach you know coming back in the nfl years later to want to play for him and him giving them a the chance do you see this happening more as college football coaches become nfl coaches bringing in old players like say lincoln riley from oklahoma i mean he hasn't been there that long but When he gets to the NFL, like his former players and, you know, Oklahoma alumni, they want to go play for him, right? Isn't that going to be seen a little bit more?
0: I mean, it's with all these things, like Urban Meyer, if he's able to do this and succeed at it, is only going to encourage other coaches and and, and former players of those coaches to to jump on board. Um, So, yes, yes. I think even now with Urban Meyer, we are often mentioning, uh, you know, former college coaches. Uh, as comparisons for him. Jimmy Johnson being a good one, Steve Spurrier being a bad one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Urban Meyer might just also be just good at this shit, right? He might just be like a really awesome coach and, you know, players follow the awesome coach. So maybe there aren't that many coaches out there with the same level of charisma who players would be willing to make that return for, or that jump for. So do you think like college coaches who, you know,
1: they're really good college coaches and they won at a high level. You think they will be more encouraged if urban Meyer succeeds to maybe make the jump into the NFL? Because right now it seems like a lot of college coaches don't make the jump because they've seen that others haven't had success. Like I should have just stayed in college, save my name
0: as well. You see coach K and uh, Duke uh, is, is potentially retiring from head coach of the, of the blue devils basketball after Mm -hmm. the end of the next season. A legend. A legend indeed. I, th- I think irrational coaches will be encouraged more so. I think someone who can really sit with themselves and, and ask if they would like the vibe of the NFL uh, and, and would they be able to be successful at that level, yeah, maybe a handful of them will be more encouraged by this. But I think, I think uh, the, the rational response is Urban Meyer is kind of a special case. So yes, Urban Meyer is going to kind of like temporarily normalize it for coaches to make the jump from college to the NFL, but I don't know if I don't know if that's with good reason.
1: I'm just I'm I'm pretty nervous. Like we, I mean, we don't know how this Urban Meyer experiment is going to go. Really, like it could not last more than a couple years, or will it? That's what's scaring me. Like I'm in my mind, I see Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence like teamed up for at least five years hopefully more
0: i would say urban urban has been embraced by jacksonville and has has embraced jacksonville way more than i thought
1: right but is that because he was already kind of established in the area
0: cool uh whatever the reason (laughs) way more than i thought like it's good it's a good match he's like a. he's already (laughs) if you had to like Quick, name me name me four Jacksonville Jaguars coaches. He'd be like the first one out of your mouth. I mean let me rephrase that. (laughs) (laughs) If I were to ask you right now, like name me, name me the four like most influential Jaguars coaches of all well, there's only been a handful. Yeah. If I if if I okay, god it. If I said, name me the like the most influential Jaguars coaches that come to mind. I I think Urban Meyer, yeah, both with the recency, but also just the fact that he's done so much would would be one of the ones off your tongue. And he hasn't even coached a game yet.
1: Okay, that's fair. But I mean, on the other side of that, though, if you asked a non-Jaguars fan to name any two or any Jaguars coach in franchise history, not named Urban Meyer, I would think they could only come up with one, probably. An average fan.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, malarkey.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone knows malarkey.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Joe Biden knows malarkey. I that much. <laughs> I'm speaking of someone we can't forget about. All right. And we're, we've been talking about, you know, players being loyal to Urban Meyer and, and whatnot. And, and I mentioned Tim Tebow. I, I, yes, I think Tim Tebow is worth talking about. Mm. And I will revisit our question from our last episode and respond that Tim Tebow is indeed a distraction a bad distraction in a way because yeah, we have a lot of even like devoted Jaguars fans who are kind of tired of this and are maybe a little bit concerned or afraid that he's too big of a personality here that he might actually mess up Tim team chemistry, but he's also a great distraction because at the same time, the Jaguars are opening organized team activities, right? So these like sort of like mini practices, to the media and people coming in to watch the team for the for unbelie- <laughs> unbelievably almost the first comment is not necessarily about trevor lawrence making mistakes as a rookie quarterback the first level of analysis is like does tim tebow look like a tight end <laughs> is he catching balls is he gonna make this team i i'm gonna argue that's actually good for trevor lawrence do would you agree with that or am i off here
1: um, well, why, why would it be good for him?
0: Trevor Lawrence has immense pressure on his shoulders. I would argue more pressure than any quarterback in recent memory. Not, not too far from the first season of Joe Burrow, maybe a couple other quarterbacks in the last like five years, but probably the most pressure that any quarterback has seen. And he's, he's heavily present on social media. He's getting all kinds of uh, interviews and national attention. People donated to his wedding for crying out loud. So there's there's pressure to kind of return the attention or return the favor and play well early like quickly. If someone if you can go into OTAs and people can leave those OTAs not really focusing near as much on your mistakes and mishaps as much as they would have just because of the presence of this uh 33-year-old dude transitioning from quarterback to tight ends. I don't know. I think I'd take that.
1: <laughs> Just a dude, huh? That's what you gotta say about Tim Debo. Oh
0: my goodness. Just a dude. I, I a lot of th- a lot of words went through my mind there and I stuck with the safest. You think it bothers
1: Trevor Lawrence at all? Like why are they talking about him and not me?
0: Well, <laughs> my brother who teaches poetry in Texas is <laughs> even paying attention to this, by the way. <laughs> and and who watches the NBA and soccer more religiously. Yeah. Sent me the quote from Trevor Lawrence about Tim Tebow saying that no one is going to work harder than him. Those are the kind of guys you want in your locker room. So, you know, it's company line, I'm sure. But so far it, it, that, that to me, it confirms another thing we were debating in our last episode is whether or not Tim Tebow is brought in as sort of like a personality presence or sheer talent. And if you say sheer talent, you start to think, uh, ah, seems, it seems kind of unfair, right? Been out of league for too long. But if you say personality and you know coming to reunite with Urban Meyer and stuff, you're like, ooh, this could be a good decision. A la the Alex Smith one. I mean, imagine if Alex Smith was there in the QB room, we would it would change a lot of things. Uh, we we would probably release every quarterback over the age of twenty-six that we had on the roster. And we'd probably we'd keep Gardner Minshew and it'd be like this, you know, <laughs> Prodigy Farm. We'd have Gardner Minshew and and uh, Trevor Lawrence and possibly Tim Tebow. Uh, learning under Alex Smith. <laughs> that'd be that'd be a great QB room though. I'd love it. I would have loved to
1: have Alex Smith around. Always been a, and Tim Tebow, huh? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so is Tebow is Tebow a a positive force in the in the locker room, Get, albeit like given that distraction or you, you seem to be a little more cynical.
1: I just, I just don't know, man. I don't know if like guys are going to say the right things to the media, right? They're not going to trash him. They're not going to say he's a distraction. Why would they say that about their teammate? Just wouldn't make a lot of sense. Him and Trevor Lawrence, I mean, maybe they are like close. I mean, think about it though. Tim Tebow had a lot of pressure coming into the league, right? Like everyone knew about him in college and he had to go through all these struggles and all these trials, right? And now Trevor Lawrence has to. So maybe that's how they became close. Maybe Tim Tebow is just walking him through the whole experience and helping him out. You know, he can actually relate to him. Like Gardner Minshew can't relate to him because Gardner Minshew was a six-round pick, right? He had no expectations where Trevor Lawrence does and Tim Tebow did. So that's how I think of it. I think that's how their relationship probably got formed as well. But I don't think he's more a distraction. If anything, I think he'll help Trevor Lawrence. Not being a better quarterback, but just handling this whole process.
0: Wow. Well, there you go. You just you just argued in favor. Yeah, I still don't know how I feel. I
1: I think I just thought of that
0: on the fly, but it makes sense, though, right? It does make sense. And I think what'll what'll be telling is if we have a winning season or we're a complete bust this year, as to whether or not if Tantibo even makes the team, whether or not he'll he'll stick around.
1: I forgot about that part of the whole thing. Is he going to make the team?
0: And there's an over/under, by the way, on whether he'll he'll catch more than two touchdown passes during the year. And and the condition is that he has to he has to play in the first game.
1: Yeah, FanDuel put out a boost for it too. Just for him to catch one touchdown,
0: <laughs> I think he's gonna make the team, man. I do too. I agree. You you just sold me you in your cynicism. You just like you just reverse sold me on it. I think he's gonna he's gonna make the team because no matter what, he's just like a, he's a as long as he vibes with Trevor Lawrence as a friend. That's that's all you. That's all the Jaguars might want here. As an uncle, let's say, as an uncle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the whole thing about Tebow though is it's it's not like we have a legitimate starting tight end on the team.
0: Uh, Okay, James O'Shaughnessy would beg to differ. But you're right. We're still in a gaping hole. We're mostly blocking. We have a pretty fairly, I don't know, we see elite blocking tight ends now. We just need that star tight end who can do a little bit of both. Is that
1: what Tebow's going to bring to the table?
0: Catching and blocking. He can catch, block, (laughs) and speak Tagalog probably, right? He probably can. The power of Tim Tebow. Why are we still talking about this guy? I thought we we're not going to
1: do this anymore.
0: I told you we're talking about Tim Tebow. We're embracing it. We're leaning into it. We also might need to go to commercial break at some point here. Everyone showed up to organize team activities, the OTAs, which in short could mean a couple things. It could It could just mean that Yannick Ngakoue and, and Jalen Ramsey no longer play here. Mm-hmm. It could also mean, and this is the way the team's spinning it, is that there's this like amazing cohesion and excitement to see what's up, what's going on with this team, and to you know lay your claim, you know put some put some plays on tape here in these in these little scrimmages and stuff. Does that mean anything to you? Everybody showed up. Does that mean anything?
1: Yeah, I mean it definitely means something. I think guys want to prove to Urban Meyer that they can play. And of course you already know Urban Meyer has so many connections like who knows when he's going to bring in another former Ohio State player or a former Utah probably not Utah cuz those guys are old but another Ohio State player and they'll take your role so why not try to go show out for the coach get to know your teammates it's it's a whole new culture like everyone wants to meet each other so I'm not that surprised and it does mean something it means that's good that's what it means
0: yeah I can't wait till we actually even the preseason start playing this is going to be quite the preseason to watch. I'm trying to go to the game in Dallas, by the way. You
1: know, the preseason... <laughs> I hate to bring up his name again, but Tim Tebow is going to play in the preseason. <laughs> and that's when we're
0: going to see if he's legit or
1: not. Seriously.
0: They're saying he's looking okay, man. They're saying he's looking okay. You sound like a believer. <sighs> well, I'm not near as much of a believer as Tim Tebow is himself. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, it's going to be an interesting feeling. You know, like when football first starts, that the week one games. Not Forget the... like. Thursday opener, if there is one, but the like week week one Sunday one PM game, and you're you're like at a sports bar, and you're looking around, and there's like six different games on TV, and you can't you can't believe what you're seeing. Meaningful football is being played. It's a it's a beautiful feeling. And then uh, if you're a Jaguars fan, fast forward to a month later, <laughs> and you're like, no, I mean, I love watching every play, but good. Mad. we're not gonna be good this year. Hope, hopefully, we'll have that feeling deep into like you know week nine. We're playing someone, and and it could could change everything in the division standings.
1: Hopefully, you br- you brought up the one p.m. start times before we get off. I gotta ask you, what do you, which time zone in the U.S. you think has like the best viewing advantage? Like who has who has the best times?
0: Oh, dude, this is a perfect bookend topic because Hawaii is 6 hours behind east coast. Wow. 6. This what else is 6? Dude, 6 hours the other way from east coast, you're talking like east Africa and Turkey and stuff. That's how far away Hawaii is time zone wise from the east coast. So these games, you think you think west coast has it Interesting, right? Waking up a little late morning, ten a.m., pouring a little michelada or something. You think that you think that's special? So their games would start at what five a.m. or seven a.m. And e- even all these evening playoff games, you, know, you get these games. What was that game that recently went into with the Nuggets that went into double overtime? Damian Lillard just didn't want to go to bed, right? I mean, Damian Lillard is giving Hawaiian residents the first chance to watch a meaningful sports game after like 3 p.m <laughs> you know that's how that's how big of a difference this is
1: okay so they so they don't they don't have a, a good time for for the slate. okay they're the worst they have they have the sh- end definitely. What
0: about East Coast versus West Coast? I think there's a bias on East Coast, for sure. Even though West Coast has a lot of media production, maybe mostly in the film of movies and some TV series, I think East Coast is still the bias, man. It's still the, it's the, uh, <laughs> the colonial coast of America. Everybody has to follow their rules.
1: It makes sense. It's something about like an 8, 8.20 Sunday night football start time, though, it makes me think like, damn, like what if you go to the game and you know, you're getting home at midnight, 12.30? Got work the next day.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think strong argument for Central Time being being the the like the slightly more optimum though. So maybe maybe I eat my words. I think Mountain we're we're still a little too early, right? Because there's some 1 p.m. stuff and that here for us is 11 a.m. And that's just to me, that's just not a really great game watching time. Although it can be a joy to start your day super early. I mean, I remember watching like World Cup games and you wake up at 7 a.m. and you're it's fantastic. Isn't it? haven't even had my coffee yet, and I'm smack dab in the middle of, yeah, one of the most, every four years, meaningful sports experiences of my life. It's
1: kind of yeah. nice. Oh, God, I love the World Cup so much. I love
0: it. You know what? Take it back. Take it back. Hawaii time is the best. Wouldn't trade it for the world. Wake up first thing. Watch your game. Hawaii wins.
1: Yeah, that's like um, when we watch games that are in London. That's not like, 6 a.m. here, though. Hawaii wins in your book. Fair enough. Just thought I'd talk about the time zones. You know, our Jaguars fans, they're watching the middle of the day. I'm waking up and like, damn, I got to go to the bar like now to go watch the game. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of nuts.
0: Yeah, yeah. You, that's, there's no wonder I, I didn't meet you at half of those bars, man. I'm still getting going. It's like 11. And, hey, we leave the house at 10. <laughs> yeah, we also talk about our UK fans as well as fans around the world. I mean, it does get super late. Any evening games? I mean, they probably they're probably praying for us not to be flexed in a Sunday night game.
1: No, <laughs> they have nothing to worry about.
0: But I would I would watch because uh, you know in Saudi Arabia uh, and Sudan too, the you know Sunday's a work day. Oh, really? And so I would I would kind of like go to work all excited to go home and watch a Jaguars game later that night, and they often worked out really well time wise, mm-hmm. exactly because of the Jaguars playing earlier in the day. So I you know I. would I'd turn on my NFL Game Pass International Edition at like what eight PM, nine PM or something and 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 catch the game. That was really nice. When they played in London, it's it's kinda what is it, like afternoon UK time. So it was even earlier. Right. I I found myself (laughs) anticipating I hadn't even made the change in my mind. I thought, oh, I'll just it'll be the same time, relatively speaking, and I'll just go I'll go home and turn the game on and I would forget and get home and like the game's already (laughs) almost over. Oh my god. What? I could have been watching it work. (laughs) Ah, man. I always wonder how
1: how other fans do it. You know, fans of other teams or whatever the case is, just with the time zone. So I always see, like, arguments about who has the best time zone, especially when it comes to other sports. You know, NFL, they're, you know, it's on a weekend in in the U.S. So it's always different rather than weekday games for, like, basketball and whatnot. So it's interesting. Thought thought I'd bring it up.
0: Well, uh, thank you for that interesting uh nuanced look at time zone differences and their psych- psycho sociological effects <laughs> thank you everyone for joining us on this episode of the drunken jaguar uh, as always you can follow us on twitter at drunken draguar i said it's been a good episode man it's nice to catch up
1: yeah man we'll be talking more football you know once we get in the flow of things so we're coming soon
0: yep we're coming for you Let's go JJ's, let's go, let's go, (laughs) let's go go, JJ's, JJ's. let's Let's go. go.